Hi, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Chicks in the Sticks live from Lindsay's bathtub. Everyone's excited to meet me here, right? Correct? Yes. Um, Devin and I are having a hint of technical difficulties, um, which is why we just went out and got a whole different computer and downloaded the software to record on that computer, and we're going to stop using our own. That way, we have a whole setup just for podcasting. So she will be back next week. Um, and all will be back to normal. Um, but I did have a crazy story I wanted to tell you guys, and I just wanted to give you a little episode for your upcoming week because we don't want to leave you empty handed. I'm sure you have other podcasts in your lineup, but let's not lie. We know we're number one. Um, I know last week I talked to you guys about making room, being heard, being known. And I thought a lot about that this week and I hope that resonated well with you guys. Uh, it's just something I, it's a life motto that I like to go by. Um, this week I'm going to leave you with something at the end as well. It's a little less dramatic, but it is something also that's important. Um, I just wanted to tell everyone, cause I was so excited. Um, I've really wanted to become better, not proficient cause I'm just not proficient yet at preg testing cattle. Uh, I don't know how many of you girls do that proficiently, but if you do, um, please reach out to me because I'd love to know your experiences and how it went. Um, so Josh and I got to preg test some of his heifers and it was an awesome experience being able to, you know, I mean, this might be TMI for some of you, but if you're listening to this, you've probably heard worse come out of my mouth. So it's pretty interesting to actually go in there and feel the uterine horns and feel the cervix and, you know, it's interesting. It's a live animal and everyone knows if you listen to this podcast as well, you know that I'm in the vet tech industry. So, um, I am very interested about the science and the anatomy of animals. So that's been really interesting for me. Uh, Devin and I talked a little bit about it and she said she also wanted to learn. I said her arms might not be long enough, but she'll probably be fine. She's, she's a go-getter. So I'm sure she could well, oh, you know what, Dev? If you're listening to this, we'll just set you up a little stool, and that way you can get your entire arm in there. I'll hold the stool so no one can kick it. The cows are in the squeeze. Everything's fine. The glove will go up to your neck. It'll be great. <laughs> so um, that's on the list of things to do. Uh, we're kind of moving out of preg testing and shipping season, but um, some ranches are still doing it, so I'm going to just try to get my hands on doing that as much as I can. No pun intended. <laughs> Uh, the only, the funny thing that happened is the guy that has been giving me pointers, um, is one of our really good friends. And so he put his arm in first and then he said, okay, now slide your arm, you know, cause cows are there. Everything's a little bit bigger so they can fit two arms in there. Um, so I slid my arm underneath his to kind of feel what he was feeling. And he goes, are you wearing your wedding ring right now? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I am. My wedding ring and my watch. So things not to do. I apologize to the cow afterwards. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, the only other thing I wanted to say, just because I feel like I should get it out there, being like I said in the vet tech industry, is uh, it is rattlesnake rattlesnake uh-uh, season here in California. Um, I don't know if it is anywhere else. I'm sure it is year round some places, but if you can, please get your dog to a vet clinic and get the rattlesnake vaccine. That will give them a little bit more time if they do get bit, um, to get to a vet. You still need to seek vet attention, but you will have a little bit more 
time and it's a little easier on their system. So that's my little two cents. Get to a vet, get a rattlesnake vaccine. It's important. Okay. Is that enough? Have you heard enough? Uh, I'm going to tell you guys a story today. It's a little story I looked a lot into. I have a lot of notes here, so bear with me. Um, I know people have been listening. I, I think the audio recordings and uh, books on tape, you know, music is always huge, but I think a lot more people are listening rather than reading stuff. Um, so I thought, you know, why not give you a story you can listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of murder podcasts, which I know sounds probably like, what the heck? But I know that half of you guys agree with me. Um, I don't know. Murder stories are interesting and I'm not the only one in the party that's like, what happened? I know that from the 10 different murder podcasts I listen to. So if you're not into that kind of thing, um, you can skip forward a couple minutes. And if you are, I, I have a good one. So I'll tell it in about mm, five, 10 minutes and then we'll Go to this week's yays and yikes and my little tip for the week. Um, okay, so this is called the Chicken Coop Murders, and it was in Wineville, California in 1926 to 1928. So this whole story is about the kidnapping and the murder of at least four boys. And the reason I'm talking about this murder is because it happened on a ranch um, it's not just some random murder that I chose. It's a it's a ranching, farming, mystery murder. So I, I thought it would fit in nicely with what we've been talking about recently. And, you know, Dev loves Halloween, so it's kind of spooky. <laughs> um, okay, so 1924, Gordon Northcott moved from L.A. to Canada. L.A. was probably a little less populated back then because when I thought of it, I was like, why the hell would you move? From beautiful Canada to L.A., but that's nor here nor there. 1924, Gordon moved. So two years later, Gordon's in L.A., and he asks his dad to buy him a little piece of land so he could start a chicken farm and build a little house and, you know, become self-sufficient out here. Uh, he was about 19, so young kid, a real go-getter. Uh, Gordon asked his nephew, Sanford, who lived in Canada, uh, to come down and help um, you know, build his farm, live the life, live off the grid a little bit. And the family says, yeah, of course, go with your uncle Gordon. No big deal. You know, it's going to be fine. Everyone loves you. He was nine. So a child, definitely a child. Uh, okay. So, uh, I'm going to give a little bit away. You guys, I already told you it was a murder story. So I'm going to give a little bit away and then I kind of have to go back and tell you about each thing. So the first victim is nine-year-old Walter Collins. And Walter Collins was a little boy. He went missing after he went to the movies. His parents gave him a little bit of cash. Oh, I should have done the I should have done the math on this. I don't know the amount of cash it would have taken to get into the movies at 1926, but he went missing. So I guess it didn't matter. Uh, second victims are the Winslow brothers, 10 years old and 12-year-old. Um, they went missing. It didn't exactly say in this article that I got off of Wikipedia. It didn't exactly say what they were doing, but they went missing. And then weirdly enough, their parents kept getting letters um, saying, you know, we fled to Mexico. Another letter said, we're, we want to stay missing until we gain enough fame and then we will come back. That's a weird thing to get famous off of, but you know, whatever. Um, and then the third boy's name was 
Alvin, and the only notes I wrote for this one, this is a little, a lot, uh, TMI, but Alvin, it says little boy, and he was the headless one. So sorry, I know that's a little TMI, but sorry. Okay, so back to Gordon Sanford at the chicken coop farm. Um, Sanford's sister comes out to visit. Um, Sanford's sister, her name is Jessie. He, she comes out and Sanford says, listen, sis, um, Gordon is holding me here against my will. He was a little kid. I mean, now he's like, you know, 10 years old. He's little, but he says, I don't want to stay here. And he makes me stay here and he makes me help him, um, kidnap and hurt people, which I don't want to do. Uh, again, it didn't have the exact words, but I'm just guessing he was more like, uh, get me out of here. Cause that's how I would be. Uh, Samford said that Gordon had killed four boys in front of him and the sister's like, well, what the absolute F is going on? Uh, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get a little help. First off, sis, don't leave. Don't leave him there. Sis leaves. She goes back to Canada and she calls the American consul and says, yo, my little brother Sanford needs a little help. So the count consul, council, whatever, um, reports it to the LA police and the LA police start, you know, going after him for lack of better words. So, uh, it was reported that Gordon's in his driveway. It's a long driveway in the middle of nowhere. So you can kind of see cars are coming. You can see what's going on from pretty far away. So he sees cars coming. He sees police coming and he says, okay, Sanford, um, you stay here and stall them and I'm going to leave. And Sanford's like, oh, okay. So he stands in the middle of the road. I guess he talks to the cops for a while while Gordon takes off. Um, and <clears throat> once he thinks, you know, after a few minutes, he actually admits to the police what's going on. And they take him into pr protective custody. Uh, da -ba -ba. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Gordon, tidbit, Gordon threatens poor Sanford and says, if you move and you tell the cops where I am before I'm able to run away, I will shoot you from the trees. <laughs> Piece of shit. What a jit. What a dick. So Sanford, being young and not wanting to be shot, does what he says. Anyways, goes to protective custody. Um, so, Sanford tells them, tells the cops what's going on. He says, Gordon made me stay here. We would kidnap kids. I, they, we would lure them into this chicken coop. Finally, the chicken coop comes into play. The chicken coop is, you know, an actual coop. And they would lure the kids in there, or Gordon would lure them in there. And uh, this is pretty intense. I'll actually, you know what? I'll skip past it. He kills them when he kidnaps them. Then he puts them in the chicken coop, and then he kills them. And the way he destroys evidence is with quicklime, which is a substance, um, a liquid chemical that it's like a really heavy duty. It burns everything. It just it's like acid, you know. So, oh. Sanford tells them um, about Alvin, which if you remember is the third victim. Um, Alvin was a little boy that he was, and he was asked to help on the ranch. Gordon, I don't know how the parent let him do this, but Gordon allowed them to, or 
you know, took Alvin there and said, why don't you help me at the chicken coop? What you can collect eggs. I don't know how much help you actually need for a coop. I don't have chickens. This is a better question for Devin. She has chickens. I don't know how it works. Um, one day Gordon just shot and killed him. And he, like I said, the child was headless. So I'll let you just use your imagination what happened there. And he threw the body into a ditch. Okay, bad. So Sanford tells him that um, those people, well, I'll get back to it, but he's eventually uh, located, like put two and two together. They find the parents and stuff. Um, okay, the second victim's name was Walter. Um, this one actually, I believe, let me just get my stories. Yeah. So this one, uh, Gordon's mom actually was there and these all, this was again, a two year period. So, um, Walter was the one that was going to the movies. So Gordon's mom was in town at this time. Uh, she came out unannounced, I guess, and just to hang out at the coop. Uh, so Gordon kidnaps this kid and the mom is there, I guess, when he gets home or the mom eventually is like, let's go like collect the eggs. Let's go into the chicken coop. And Gordon's like, no, we can't go into the coop. Like not enough eggs. Don't go in there, mom. I got the eggs. And mom's like, let me go get the eggs. I got to get the eggs. And he's like, no, mom, like fuck off. Don't get the eggs. But the mom is like, what the hell? The mom's name is Sarah. She's like, this is weird. So she goes in there. She barges in like a mom would do. And there's a kid in there. There's a Walter is hiding and has been in there for a few days. And Gordon has been abusing him. Um, bad news bears. So Sarah, let's just call her bitch Sarah. Because that's how the rest of the story is. Sarah says, well, everyone knows this kid because Walter was young and he helped out at a grocery store in town. She's like, everyone knows him. You can't let him go because then he'll tell on you and you'll get in trouble. And Gordon's like, mom, the eggs, leave me. No, I'm just kidding. It's not funny. Um, so Sarah, bitch, decides to help, quote unquote, permanently silence him. So while Walter is asleep in his chicken coop, no, in Gordon's chicken coop, Sarah goes in there and hits him with the blunt side of an axe and Walter doesn't wake up. Worst person. Um, the Winslow brothers, which were a couple of the other victims, the 10 and 12 year old, same thing. They were hidden in there and the mom was like, oh, well, we have to silence them. What the hell? Mom? I don't know. I hate this bitch. Okay. So back to Sanford. So, um, Sanford says, I'll help you find the graves, police. Let me help you. Uh, and by the time they got there, there wasn't much left, which is really disgusting. Um, mostly just a couple body parts, some hair, you know, that chemical quicklime will kill and burn everything. So, um, disgusting. So there wasn't much left, but there was enough to identify who was who, I guess. Um, also in Gordon's house, there was a book, uh, checked out in the Winslow's name. So in one of the little boys, there was, there was a book 
in Gordon's house with the little boy's name. I don't know. It made me so that made me so sad. Um, there was also a letter in the house stating, "Hi, mom and dad. We're fine. No big deal. Just trying to gain fame." And Gordon had wrote it. So the worst. Okay, so since Sanford helped them, I know this is a little roundabout, but I had to give you all those details to kind of tell you where we're at. So when Gordon ran off that time when Alvin, or I'm sorry, when Sanford was like, you know, stay, you stay here. I'm going to shoot you from the trees, blah, blah, blah. His mom had also ran off with him at that time. So um, Gordon and Sarah are arrest, arrested. Good. Yay. Clap. Standing ovation. Get arrested. Get murked. Sorry. Uh, both of them confessed, which was weird and good because they did it. Uh, Sarah confessed. So no trial for her. Um, being, wo- being a woman, she was also spared the death penalty. Uh, the times have changed now. I know it's a little different now, but back then they said, no, 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 it's okay. Um, she's a woman. Bitch Sarah definitely should get the death penalty. Um, also weird tidbit. Sarah comes out and says that Gordon, her son that we've been talking about this whole time is actually her daughter and her husband's illegitimate baby. What? She's trying to get the judge to pity, to pity Gordon. So she, so he can get out of whatever he has to serve, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, she says he was abused by a kid as a kid by all different family members. It doesn't get too much into that. Uh, I can't imagine that's good. That's obviously not good. So, um, she tries to get him out of it. They're like, yeah, right, bitch. No, he's getting in trouble. So, um, Sarah was in the Tehachapi state prison, which is actually like central California. It's not too far from where all this took place. Tehachapi uh, is hot out there. I know it's really hot and really cold, so probably not great to go to prison out there. Um, she served for 12 years and then she was paroled and then she died in 1944. So not RIP for you, Sarah. Okay. Gordon, the original POS. I'll let you look that up on urban dictionary if you don't know what that is, but I hope you know what that is. Gordon was not charged with Walter's murder because the mom confessed to that one. So that was the little boy, if you remember, that was going to the movies that the mom actually helped kill. So not charged with that one. Um, with the other two, yeah. Uh, the trial, he goes to trial. It lasts 27 days. And then the jury deliberates for just two hours and guilty. Guilty, 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 guilty. Um, he was sentenced to death by the gallows, which if you don't know what that is, is being hung, which is pretty gnarly. Um, he just asked to be blindfolded so that when he was walking up there, it would, he wouldn't have to see what was going on. And they, you know, they start walking him up the stairs and he's asking, please, I don't want to go so fast. And you know, he's a murderer. So they're like, sorry. Um, at this point, he's now 20, he's 23 years old. So he's a kid. I mean, that's young, but he's committed some terrible crimes and side note, 
Four of them were just because Sanford saw them. Um, there was 20 other children in the town missing and never came home. So, you know, he definitely could have done all 20 of those or some of them. So it's time to go up to the gallows, sir. Um, his last words were, say a prayer for me. And I'll let you guess what happened next. Okay. So Sanford was never tried. Or, I mean, he never, you know, he never went to trial because he was forced by Gordon to do all this stuff. He was nine years old. He was forced against his will to do any of it. Um, there was a interesting delinquent youth program going on at the time. Um, and the judge was like, well, why don't you go to that? Since you've been through a lot and since there was a lot of uh, legal drama going on. So they said, why don't you just go to that for a few years? And then, uh, you know, everything get wiped clean. So he, it was an experimental program. Um, he was only there for 23 months, you know, cause he didn't really have much wrong with him other than what he had seen and had to participate in. So the staff says, you know, he's rehabilitated, rehabilitated, and he can go. Um, he had great behavior, outstanding citizen in this experimental program. And then, so he went out, lived a beautiful life. And he actually passed away in 1991 at the age of 78. And he was buried in Canada. Back to beautiful Canada, his home. So that is the chicken coop murders. Um, I thought that was insane. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. If you're not into murder stuff, that's okay too. Um, you can tell me that you're not. I'll still probably read some. Cause I know Devin listens to it as well. And I know a lot of our listen to her, listen to us, listeners listen as well. So I don't know. I thought it was an interesting, I thought it was an interesting thing to add this week. Um, happy first week of summer. <laughs> um, okay. My only yikes for this week is, uh, I was running with my dogs and I was running on uneven territory and, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of squirrels. We try to get rid of them as much as we can. I was kind of far away from my house, so not the squirrels at my house. There's not many squirrels at my house. I have a lot of cats and a lot of dogs, so they take care of that. Um, but I was running, and I wasn't looking really where I was going, and I can't see anyway. You all know I'm blind. And I my foot went directly, I mean the entire foot, I have huge feet, I'm six feet tall, into a gopher hole. I don't know how many gophers live there or how many gophers need to... There must be one big fat queen gopher at the bottom that needs a wide opening because I don't know how my whole foot fell in there. But big fat queen gopher got a laugh because I fell and I didn't scuff my knees or anything, but I definitely twisted my ankle for a couple days and had to not keep going. So um, yeah, that was my yikes for the week. My yay is that my garden's in full swing. Um, the peas are coming up. The squash is coming up. And... Um, I've become quite a gardener compared to last year. I'm enjoying it this year more than I ever have. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Um, like I said, Devin is having a little bit of technical difficulty. So we will be back with you next week or the following week. Um, there's lots of exciting stuff coming your way in our personal lives and in the podcast world. So we have a lot to tell you. Um, if you are listening to this now, don't forget you have till the end of the day to enter our Instagram giveaway. 
we got those new hats. They say work hard and stay in the sticks with a picture of Pam on there, my first drop calf, who is a gigantic 1,500-pound cow now. So if you um, want to win one of those, we have that going on. And if you want to buy one, I'm actually, I have a very limited supply, but I'm happy to put those up if you guys want to buy them. Um, I'll probably put those up sometime this week. So the only thing I wanted to leave you with your little goal for the week is, um, pretty basic, put some sunscreen on and drink water. The sun's coming out. I know we all really want to get tan, but I think a heavy dose of sunscreen is also a good, uh, idea because, you know, it's good to protect our skin and we don't want skin cancer. I know a couple people dealing with some skin cancer issues right now. So it's important to just put a fucking layer SPF on. Don't make me do it for you and stay hydrated because it's, it's never a wrong time to drink some water. I'm not talking, you need to drink six gallons a day, but if you see some water, if you're getting that like cotton mouth, sip some water, avoid the soda. Water is good for everything. So, um, that's it. I, I thought it was a pretty simple, pretty simple thing this week. And I hope you guys have a amazing day. Um, happy Memorial day. Thank you to all the men, men and women who have served for our country. Um, you know, I'm thinking of the ones who gave everything and weren't able to come home. Um, I'm thinking of them today and their families and just taking a you know a moment of silence and really sending them as much love as I can. Um, and I think all you guys should do that if you haven't already. Uh, a couple of our friends were in the military as well. A couple of the chicks and sticks friends. So thank you to all of you men and women personally from Devin and I. Um, you know who you are and you know we love you dearly. So uh, thank you everyone for listening and supporting the podcast. And remember to work hard and stay in the sticks. We love you guys.